Welcome to the Liberty Podcast with your host, Pastor Robert Maxey, Senior Pastor of Liberty Church of Baton Rouge. It's our prayer that this podcast will be life-changing for you and that you will share it with someone else. Now, here is Pastor Rob. Well, good afternoon, everybody. Evening. Good evening, everybody. This is Pastor Robert Maxey here. Uh, So tonight, we're going to be talking a little bit about the end time. Um, trying to discuss and, and want to have a discussion on um, just where people are, because I know that during this time frame, uh, it's so easy to, to pull up our on our phones and we're hearing uh, everyone that has a, has a word from God. And and, and I really want to, to kind of discuss what the end times is, is going to look like and and what people are seeing right now. Um, you, you just watch the TV, you watch the news, and you're seeing all the stuff that's going on in our in our uh, country and around the world. You're seeing uh, people uh, get hungry. You're seeing uh, the virus and people dying by the thousands. And um, it's so easy to get afraid and scared during this time frame. And that's what I don't want uh, people to be afraid. And we, we started talking about uh, the book of Revelations uh, in January, really going through the book of Revelations. And we we stopped in the fifth chapter um, and we're getting ready to go on in the sixth. So, yeah, like I was saying, we started talking um, about the book of Revelations and really going through the book. And we know that in the book of Revelations, it says that it's the only book that will that will bless you if you read it. So we don't, and I'm, I'm sure God doesn't want people to to be afraid of the Book of Revelations and to be afraid of the end times. But I know that he, he, there should be an awareness of of where we are in our personal sin, in our personal sin. And I'm not talking about the the body as a whole, but but us personally and where where our lives are. Because sometimes we've, oh, I'm not going to say sometimes, we have gotten so complacent in our walk with Christ. We've gotten so, so complacent in our walk with Christ that, um, we, uh, we are abusing the grace of God and, uh, God's grace is not to be abused. Our God's grace is, is for us that, that we, to do the things for us that we can't do on our own. And we can't do anything without him. We can't do anything without his grace. Um, but we can't abuse his grace as well. Uh, we don't want to do that. So I'm curious to know what you guys are thinking out there. Um, if you have something you want to say, you want to call in, you're welcome to call in. Hopefully we can get uh, Grace on soon. Amen. So we got uh, people coming on right now. We got Aminga. And just kind of want to know where everybody is. Um, what have you guys seen or what have you been getting in the spirit? Amen. You think uh, LED said he thinks revelations should instill fear in people, uh, and like I was saying earlier, I don't know if it should instill fear, but I would love I would love for it to to give us an awareness of where we are in our relationship with God, and that we are we're beginning to to see those things that we're not like he says uh, missing the mark on. Um, where are you missing the mark? Where are we personally missing the mark? Because it, it's so easy to see what everyone else is doing, but how are we missing the mark personally? Uh, like I was saying earlier, I, I just think it's an eye, 
some of us have misunderstood grace and that we think grace is a blank check for us to continue to, to do whatever we want and to say whatever we want and to go wherever we want. Um, but there should be some separation. You know, there should, the Bible says, come ye from among them. Now, coming from among them doesn't mean that we don't uh, influence our, our sphere of influence, right? We still have a responsibility to make disciples, right? However, we have to come from among doing the things that the world is doing, right? Uh, and many of us have still stayed there doing the things that the world is doing. And, and you can't, can't hope to uh, share the gospel and stay in the same sins as well. We never know. We never know when that time is coming. Mark 13, 32, it says, uh, but about the day or hour, no one knows, not even the angels, nor the son, but only the father. Um, and, you know, every time there is a national uh, a disaster or any type of issue, you'll start seeing people with the with prophecies that the world's getting ready to end. And, um, and there's a lot of fear going around. Um, and I think it's important that we have to also be careful about the people that we listen to and the words that we let come into our hearts and, and into our ears, because we feed off of that as well, especially when we don't have a good understanding of the word of God, of the word of God. And that's right, LED, you're right. We all fall short. We all fall short of the glory of God. Nobody can say we don't sin. That that's that's crazy for us to even even contemplate. And there are people that really think they're they're righteous, you know. Um, but Jesus, he, he, they say in the Word of God that our righteousness is as filthy rags. So even what we do, good, it doesn't even meet the mark. Especially because uh, there are some some things in our heart and in our mind and our thought pattern that we miss the mark on. Hmm, that's a good point. What do you think about the apologist approach rather than a apologetic approach? And I'm not exactly sure. I, I know that um, to defend the not defend the gospel, but give a give the reason for our hope. And uh, uh, we should all be ready to give the reason for our hope, not to, to let people understand how and, and, and what God has done in our life, right? What has he done in our life? And, and begin to share that and so we can make disciples. And um, do we go too far too soon? Um, we know that it's the love of God that brings men to repentance. But when we're preaching, let's say that our, our, our message is only repent, repent, repent. Um, and we're not telling people how to live this life as well. Do we, uh, do we do them a disservice? We, he is the only way. I don't care what Oprah tell you. I don't care what anybody else tell you. He is the only way to God. He's the only way to God. Amen. Not even your pastor. Your pastor's not the way. That's right. right. Your pastor is not the way. Uh, uh, the only way we can get to the Father is through Jesus. Amen. Amen. It's funny because that's what um this morning and during my quiet time I was hearing that you know we are responsible for our walk. It's not our pastor's responsibility to make sure we get fed. It's our responsibility to get into the Word of God and have a prayer life 
and a relationship with Christ and allow him to continue to develop us and grow us. You know what I mean? Our pastors are there to help and assist, but they are not the way. Right. That's right. That's right. They're not the way. You can't see. Um, go ahead. And telling the truth. I agree with telling the truth, but it's but also telling the truth in love. You know, everything is in layers and in time and in season. You can't just approach a person with um, repent and go to hell. You Or you're going to hell. You know what I mean? You have to share with them why it's important to repent, you know, the benefits of it, you know, you, you have to have a conversation and build from there. You know what I mean? I've always found it easier, uh, pretty not easier, but I guess, um, a way in is when, especially when people are going through life situations, right. And, um, we show them the alternative, Right. Because the alternative is the seeking drugs. The alternative is seeking the answers through sex uh, or uh, seeking the answers through worldly things versus seeking the seeking the love of God and the love that he gives us uh, no matter what, no matter what we've done, no matter what we've said. People in our in our life have may have turned away from us. Right. They may have left, but he's always there. So one of the things that that brought me to Christ and in, in my had really had me seeking after him was the fact that I, I knew he was a person that would never leave me. He was a person that uh, would always accept me no matter what. So when I hear when I hear the message, um, especially when the message does not surround love, it doesn't surround that that love of Christ. Right. Then I have a hard time receiving that message. I was I could always come back to um, watching when I was going to this concert and they had the people outside and they were telling people as they were going to the concert that they were going to hell, you know, and that they were going to hell. And, and I'm looking at people like looking in their face, just kind of shocked and in awe that that people would be so um, brazen with the word of God, I guess. Right. And there's a, I know that there's a time and season uh, for all of that. Right. Right. I've uh, been reading uh, Revelation 6 chapter. And in Revelation 6 chapter is talking a lot about um, the end times and it's talking a lot about um, uh, the four horsemen. Right. And, and plagues and and all these different things. And I can see how. Um, those things can bring fear on people uh, and fear of of the end times. Uh, but I believe that God doesn't want us to fear it. I don't. I, well, if I may. Um, Go ahead. If I may, you know. Um, hold on. Hold on. I think Grace. Grace, are you on? Hello. It's showing. Hello. Hey. Hey, how are you? Well, I'm glad you got it. How you doing tonight? Well, we bless God for life. Amen. Amen. Uh, 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 Pastor Ming, I want you to go ahead and finish what you were saying, and then I'm going to uh, throw some questions out to Grace. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, well, I was responding to LED when he was saying that um, about, um, you know, of course, repent. And he was saying, when is the time of the season? We are always supposed to share the gospel. You know what I mean? But I... I, I if I'm talking to a loved one, someone who I who I know, if I'm being led by God and God is telling me to go out on the streets and and say what thus said the Lord, I'm going to do it as God see fit for me to do it. Now, mm -hmm. I'm, but if God hasn't done it, so hasn't the Holy Spirit hasn't led me that way, and I'm doing it 
to make people feel fearful of, you know what I mean? I'm not coming from a place of the Holy Spirit. I'm coming from self. Those are two different things, I think. Yeah. Yeah. And especially um, like yeah. a time like this where where people are afraid. They are afraid. And it's easy to um, fear people into the gospel. And see, that's one thing that won't last. Fear will only lasts so long. Um, people won't stay until they they see God's love, until they actually feel His love and His presence. Right? There's so much thing, so many things out there to fear in the world, and and fearing the end time, um, it should not be one of them. Especially when you're in the body already. Especially when you're serving God and you know you do know about His grace and His love. And it's peace. Now, I'm not no hippie or anything. And I, and I know that there is another side because we can't talk. We can't preach God's love and not preach uh, God's wrath. You understand that they, they has to be they both have to balance themselves out. Both, both have to balance themselves out. But God, Jesus is is very clear about love. And, he, and in the, the New Testament is very clear about the love of God bringing men to repentance. And the and, kindness of God bringing men to repentance. Now, they need to be told the truth, but sharing that truth in love. Go ahead. I, I think when we say love, I think we use that so um, loosely, passively, I think. Yeah. Oh, come on with that. I think it's passively. Like um, if God says repent, if someone tells you God's saying repent and turn from your wicked ways, you know what I mean? We're so worried about if they're going to be upset. and But that's the love of God. If God is telling you now while you still have breath, hey, I want you to repent because I want to see you come to heaven. I want to. You know what I mean? That's still the love of God. Now, I right. can worry each time someone get their feelings hurt because when God is speaking, he is speaking. Mm -hmm. And each person speaks differently. And he uses us at different timing. Someone yes. May be preaching, repent, for the kingdom of God is at hand now. God is calling you to repent. And it may sound harsh when somebody else may be preaching the love of God and repent in a whole different way, but still the message is the same. He said he that yeah. has an ear, let him hear what the spirit of the Lord is saying. He didn't say uh -huh. what the emotions are saying. That's real good. I like that. And I love the I love how you said that there is um to, to preach, to teach someone about heaven and hell does not mean that you don't love them to teach people about repentance uh, does not mean you don't love them exactly and i think that's a great point that you made um so how does it go wrong how, um how does it go wrong as far as yeah. we, uh, again no one knows what's in another man's heart. No one knows what God has told another man to do. I think it goes wrong when we try to tell somebody else how they're supposed to do what God told them to do. I think that's when it goes wrong because you, we have to appreciate and respect what each person um, God is, is telling them. God is not a, a, um, a one-way God. He's not only speaking to you or me or, you know, each one of us, but he mm -hmm. that has here. So it goes wrong when we try to justify someone else's calling. But you know, the Bible is for Christians. The Bible, the Bible is for Christians, not for unbelievers. You know what I mean? It's to bring them to, to, to believe. Do you understand what I'm saying? And so I think it all depends on where you are at spiritually. If you are coming at a person out of, you're trying to condemn them because your motives, because you are on fire for the Lord, but you are, you have much zeal, but full of ignorance. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. 
it's all, it's, I think it's just, it all depends. I, can, I think it just depends. It goes wrong. Um, I, I really can't say exactly how it goes wrong because to each, each person is different because you, you'll hear it and then you may not receive it that moment. A person may get offended or get upset or whatever, but then three days later hear it or a year later receive it. You know what I mean? But you have to do what God has told you to do. And yes, and I see this is the I guess this is where I see it where it goes wrong, because we can continue we say things like um, um I can't tell you good. what what God told you to say or what, uh, 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 but the Bible does tell us to try the spirit by the spirit. Now, if if the if that spirit that's in another preacher is from God, yeah. then they will lead with God's love. Now, if they don't lead with God's love and they're not going there, now if they could talk. Look, a repentance to love or love to repentance but love has to be the the that defining factor where people understand that they are not being feared or fear mongered into a, another situation in life or are feared into a church or feared into into this and feared into that because that's not going to last it's not going to last now what i see is when that call to repentance Mm -hmm. That call to repentance, that that call that that really has people is when we are talking to those that already know God, that already know him and they know better. And they're, and they're doing things that that they know is wrong. That call to repentance is very important. But when you're talking to babies, when you're talking to people that know nothing about God, you're not going to get into their life by giving them that fear. It's not going to happen. It, uh, like Ivana says, babies must start with milk. Uh, the exception is that they will eat meat, but a young faith could choke. Young faith could choke. And that's a, a very good point. Um, now, Grace, how you doing? I'm here. I hear. I know you hear this conversation. and But first, before I, I, uh, I throw you into it, uh, just give me, tell me a little bit about yourself. <laughs> Well, I'm very simple. You can call me Grace, and that's just who I am, Grace. That's it. Do I have to go into details, or? Yeah, I said, tell me about yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Don't get shy. <laughs> no, I'm not shy. I'm just listening. Um, just listening to all the conversation and um, the various texts and comments from each individual. So, yeah. uh, for those of you who don't know me. Um, my name is Grace. Um, I'm married, been married for seven years. I live in the U.S., uh, in Houston, Texas. I'm from West Africa, Liberia. Um, I don't have a specific church that I go to, mm -hmm. but, um, I am, I'm an evangelist. I go around the world and preach. Whatever God gives me, I throw it out there. Okay. So, yeah. I One give it just the way he tells me to give it. Amen. One of the reasons why I, I really want you to come on is because I, I've I've seen you and you've been preaching repentance and we're rep preaching on uh, the end times for a long time now. And, and for a while, you know, I would just, you know, see you and I would just keep scrolling down on my Facebook, you know, um, but I, and now I find myself being drawn in to listen to you more. Um, 
can you tell me like what when you first heard about the virus what were some of the things that that you that you were getting from god at that time well when i first heard about the virus in 2019 of january um the lord has can y'all hear me clear right oh yeah we can hear you okay so from january of 2019 the lord uh been dealing with me personally um there has been and there is still a lot of changes um physically and inwardly on my end so one of the vision that the lord revealed to me which i didn't know it was um part of the coronavirus it was somebody who texted me and inboxed the video to me and said that did you remember you prophesied about this you saw it coming and people were insulting you saying all kinds of things wow. I said, well people were insulting you glory oh yeah if you watch the video um it, it really? went up to i think 89 1. something k um, wow yeah so there were a lot of people that actually watched the video i told them there's a global war Mm -hmm. that is coming yeah yeah and in the video i cried so hard you know and i keep telling people share it share it there's a global war coming there's a global war coming the lord is coming and you know the lord used that video to call you know to draw thousands of souls to him and only him can get the glory yes so when the coronavirus um came in the lord had prompted me before that, a week before he, you know, the spirit of God visited me in my dream and said, I need you to take one week off your job. So I didn't want to do it until there were some consequences that mm -hmm. I have to face in the dream. And I had to do an emergency of one week fasting, intensive prayer and instruction was just to eat once a day. So wow. it was in that revelation that I went back on Facebook and I did another video of um an earthquake that was mm -hmm. going to hit somewhere in america or somewhere in the world i talk about tsunami that was coming mm -hmm. i talk about sicknesses i talk about um the wrath of god the church is sick and the judgment of god is coming and i think yeah. that video went up to ten thousand plus viewer and it didn't take long and coronavirus uh, the coronavirus break in so um with the coronavirus it's 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 not you know it's not a big deal to me because i knew the lord was definitely bringing this part of the judgment upon the face of the earth to draw souls to him mm -hmm. and to wake up you know the body of christ so i don't know if i'm answering your question yeah go ahead or, okay yeah so um that's just what I would say about the coronavirus, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and since the since we've been in quarantine, um, what what kind of things have gone through your mind? Like uh, what quarantine being like for you? Oh, I'm enjoying it. <laughs> <laughs> I am enjoying the peace of God. I'm enjoying my personal quiet time with God. Yeah. I'm having, you know, that more intimate relationship. It reminds me of when God, you know, during the Egyptians, when God brought the plague 
um mm -hmm. upon the land of egypt one of the things i began to ask the lord for was that when those plague was coming the, the children of asia had to work where there's stress i know you protected them you did this for them yeah. but you know we are like living pretty close we are living the bible and most people might believe it or not but mm -hmm. before the plague i mean during the plague of you know the recent plague i have had two major accidents the last one a definitely almost took my life so my car oh, wow. is being repaired i don't post stuff like that on facebook wow you know? so the first one was on february the 13th the second one was on march the 13th like this one i was sitting like i saw death face to face death came to me like face to face but you know god is so amazing that before this accident he revealed things that would happen to my life he will warn me he would tell me and i'll pray against it so the same thing with the virus um so i haven't been to work for a month and now that i'm so worried it, it makes me to just rely on god on finances for protection yeah. for guardians I don't have to worry about waking up, you know, 5 a.m. in the morning trying to rush to work and come back. I don't have to worry about finding time to, you know, finding, you know, trying to squeeze up time, giving God 30 minutes of my time, you know, going out to preach. So it's like the quarantine has opened my eyes to make me feel that there is, there is the only way that God can get our attention sometimes Mm -hmm. It's true, a tough situation, right, a situation right. that will make you to 100% yeah. rely on him and not depend on your education, not right. depend on your degrees, not depend on your families, not yeah. depend on your resources or your own strength. It makes me to feel that, hey, God, these things are perishable. Look, family can be there, but you see with the, the quarantine they are doing, or you can only be six feet away from your loved ones. Yeah. It's like God just wants you. That's why he's a jealous guy. He wants all of us, you know, all of us to himself. And yeah. that's why people are not really in yeah. getting the picture because self-quarantine is in the Bible. What he says, shut your door until yeah. the wrath of the Lord, you know, is been taken away. But many people are not really getting that. They feel that the lockdown is just something that is going to pass right. over. Mm. And it's not going to pass. Well, even when it passes, another one is coming. And I told Facebook. Yeah. I said, so I was actually reading that prepared. earlier. Yeah, yes, I was actually another, reading that earlier. Yeah. That, that it's not a, a, a... We're so focused on coronavirus. But what I've been reading in the Bible is that this is a new era of viruses. Okay. You know what I mean? Where... Or, where another one will come right after it and another one will come right after it uh when he has released this on us um so what do you say to those that are how do you balance out the 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 the, the call to repentance and uh that jesus is coming back and that we're all sinners and uh, how do we how do we get those that are like uh Vana said earlier that's on the milk to sit and listen to the word okay so with that me preaching or other people preaching about a message of repentance um holiness righteousness and all of those things 
um my personal quiet time is what i'm using right now is from nine to the time that god would definitely you know let me to quiet down so um during my quiet time i you know i was just sitting there and just meditating you know on the word of god you know observing and just allowing the holy spirit to speak to me so i asked him a question and i said lord if you were to come right now how many people including myself and my family will be able to be you know will be rapture in this season mm-hmm. and i begin to point out i say what about these big mega churches you know mm-hmm. um the little churches people who are not really preaching the message of repentance and you know they are preaching the message the message of repentance without love and i when you know when i begin to talk to him and i waited for him to respond so the scripture that the lord gives me in regards to that or what i asked him about is um in psalms psalms 127 uh-huh. yeah it's in uh psalms 127 uh, verse 1 he says except the lord build the house they labor in vain that build it except the lord keep the city the watchman walking but in vain so when the lord you know brought the scripture i was like oh that's very big so yeah. i begin to think about because most of these mega churches are not really preaching the message that will bring souls to the kingdom of god they mm-hmm. are preaching in the mostly this prosperity gospel and that's yeah. one of the things that is bringing the play because the church of god has been polluted to the point where the glory of god has left the church so people are just wow. going to church yeah. because they want it's to hear something to good it's the popular church or, yes uh, or this is the church my family go to and and they're really not getting the message Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, the message of God, and you know, so I was thinking as you was talking about John the Baptist, and and John the Baptist was this 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 man that was was screaming out, repent, repent, and people were coming to him in droves. They were coming to him to to hear that message of repentance. So so I believe, uh, like a meet Pastor Mingo was saying earlier, is that um, the message of repentance can draw people. And it will draw people as well, as well as the message of love. Uh, so I think it's a great place to, to, to be where you're getting people to know that it's not in our righteousness. Mm-mm. It's not in what I can do. Right. Mm-hmm. No. And if I believe that, then I definitely got to repent because a lot of John's message was to those that that were not in the church because the church hadn't started them but they were they thought they knew god right the pharisees thought they knew god they thought they had uh, they they understood it and when jesus come they couldn't even recognize him mm-hmm. because they really didn't have a clue of who god was and i i don't want to be like that i don't want to to be missing it and like you were saying with the mega churches and 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 this verse that you gave us in 127 uh, unless the lord builds a house those who build it labor in vain 
those words right there, they hit me hard. Are we laboring in vain? Right. Yeah. Um, with that, what you just said, um, you see, part of the message that the Lord gives me to preach is not to threaten people. It's not to scare them. So, you know, once, because, you know, like what I sent earlier from the book of Ezekiel, Mm-hmm. God told Ezekiel, I have made you a watchman over the city of Israel. If a righteous man sin, tell the righteous man, this is what the Lord says. And if that righteous man repent mm-hmm. and come back to me when he died, his blood will not be, you know, be on your hand. Right. right. Reversal right. with the same unsafe person. So we as preachers or people mm-hmm. that are being used by God in the end time, it is very important listening to the voice of God and tell and, and you doing what he says do but, and not what you feel you can do mm-hmm. to run people away from God. Our message is not to run people from Christ. Yeah. It is to bring them and tell them, hey, one of the best ways to you know to do evangelism is tell people about your story, what you have been through. You right. cannot, not every yeah. time you will preach the Bible to people because when you try to do that, just like what I was used to talk about the milk, you just walk into somebody today who have heard about Jesus but don't even understand what John 3 16 says. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. You are there trying to convert them. You have to tell them the love of God and why Jesus right. said he loves them. So you bring right. your own personal story of what you've yes. been through in life and say, right. look. You know, you know, I've been there before. It came a time I almost killed myself. I went to the doctor. It came a time I went through divorce. You know, when you begin to give them real life situation and then link that up with a scripture and just, you know, pour plenty of seed in our puddles, water that in the book of Acts. So our duty is to preach in in love. Tell them the reality that, Hey, my sister, this road is leading to destruction. If you continue to pass that path, the end right. of it, the Bible says, the book of progress, there is a way that right. seems right to a man, Amen. but the mm-hmm. end there of it, judgment, you may feel that right. this life that you're living is good, but the yeah. end of it, my sister, is death and destruction. John 10 right. says, the devil has come to steal, kill, and destroy, but Jesus has come to give you life. Hey, I've right. been there before. You don't have to walk through this journey by yourself. And all I came to give you is Jesus Christ. So let's repent. Yeah. You know, include yourself into it. Not that you are living in sin. We are all sinners. The book of right. Romans said that there is yeah. no righteous. Include yourself. Put yourself in their situation and apply the word of God. Apply love and let the Holy Spirit do the work by himself. But Look, Grace, LED said, yeah. LED said uh, it's amazing that she started off so quiet. I knew she was coming, LED. I knew she was coming. But also, <laughs> you know, also in that same scripture, which she quoted in Ezekiel, what is when he said, um, for us to, you know, if a righteous man fall, you know, and we're supposed to tell them. But he also says later on that if we don't, then their blood is on us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, That's we, right. You know, so, you know, a lot of times, Everything we're all saying the same thing, but a lot of times people miss it because they mistake the passion that we speak with as if if we're trying to condemn them. But because right. we we know the benefits, you know, yeah, of and coming to Christ, 
people are so caught up in emotions because people will can um give themselves to Christ off of emotion because the love of God and it just exactly off their emotion and they still not there. You can tell them repent and have passion and then they're there they because it's fear. So really no one knows the heart of the man. All we can do is preach the truth. Right. And I think it's important not uh, that we come from a we come from a place of knowledge because we know that zeal uh, and that's kind of what you're talking about, that zeal of wanting to get the message out and getting it to people and them getting it and them getting saved is sometimes the thing that that draws them away because yeah. they're seeing they're seeing too much of us. You know what I mean? And we don't want them to see us when they look at us and when they hear us, they need to be seeing Jesus. Yeah, they need to be seeing him. Now, um, respect, uh, uh, go ahead. We can also, in that same respect, we could be so busy concerned with their faces and their emotions that we won't speak exactly right. how God's giving it to us because now we're so worried about are they going to receive it and they can still miss it that way too. So who? Yes. You know what I mean? So it's like it's so it's it's not so cut and dry. It's no there's no one way to do it except for all you being led by the Holy Spirit. The only way to do it is to be led by the Holy Spirit. And right. that is the only way to do it. And and why do you think, uh, and this question is for you, Grace, and, and also you, Aminga, why do you think people are so offended by the message of repentance? I'm going to say, well, I'm going to say, um, I'm going to let Grace go. Cause I you go ahead. I'm, I love to listen before I talk. Fine. <laughs> so do I. Well, okay, I'm going to say this. A part of the reason why um, people are offended by it is because um, we are in a, <laughs> the church is not living up to what they're telling other people to repent for. So it's, 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 it's That's good. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so it's like, it's like, repent, repent, you know, for the kingdom of God is at hand. But Pastor so-and-so is doing this and doing that, and they don't understand that it right. is individual walk and i can't speak for another man my job is to cover them in prayer and also let them know when they're in error but for right. some the society you know we're just so caught up in what well, they're not doing it so why should i do it and because this pastor yeah. they, they put that like every pastor's doing or every and that is not true and so it was one of the, the things church, that uh made uh that jesus was preaching to about to the pharisees was them putting yokes on people and making people do things that they weren't even doing themselves. Right. They weren't even living up to it themselves. Right. It's, it's very um, dangerous, and that's why the book of Revelation talks about those false prophets will have their own reward. So mm -hmm. when you want to know a true servant of God is someone that preaches the word of God and live yes. by it. Yeah. It is very hard. It, I mean, it's very easy to tell you flee from sin. Yeah. Anybody can say, oh, do this thing, do that one. But the, the reality is what makes you a true servant or a true child of God is to hear the word of God yeah. and be a doer of it. Mm -hmm. That's where true Christianity and the relationship comes in. Yes. Because once upon a time, you know, I was, you know, at the place where anybody would preach anything, I would take it in and somehow decide whether yeah. to live by it or not. But until, and sometimes the reason to that, you have to have 
an encounter with God. Paul had an encounter with God. Mm-hmm. His name was Saul. And later changed yeah. to Paul. There is nobody that ever had an encounter with God and your life remains the same. Right. right. So part of people being threatened by the messages that is being preached because people are used to not listening to sound doctrine. They mm, are used come to on. listening That's to good. a watered down gospel that yes. they will tell you everything is okay. Come. Come as you are. And no, yeah. do you know this one, that one, bring $1,000 seed, bring $2,000 seed, and God is going to. What about you just tell them, show them the love of God. Come to their aid, like what Jesus did. He sat yeah. with the sinners. That's right. Yeah. And people can see the heart of God and see right. what individual of people are going through then yeah. I don't think that the message of repentance will be a threat to people. That's but right. But putting fear, you know, the Bible right. says in 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7, I believe, it says, but God has not given us the spirit, a of, spirit fear, of fear, yeah. right? but of power yes. and of love, love and of a sound, sound mind. mind. Yes. So if you want to preach the gospel to people, like sometimes when God gives me a revelation before I give it out there, I say, hey, look, he did not give us the spirit of fear. Right. So you just have to understand God loves you, and that's why He's warning us. Don't be afraid. Go on your knees and pray to God. Let He speak to you for yourself. That oh, reveal to me the content of this message that this sister yeah. is talking about. Is it true, God? Do you want me to live this way? That's why I don't impose people to leave their makeup, their right. jewelry, start wearing trousers, and all of those things because my encounter is different the way God that's good that's me right different. the way God called me there's a yeah. level in ministries yeah. LED said there's LED said they see the chains LED yeah. said they see the chains but they don't see the they don't see the love you know so right. uh you're talking about second Timothy 4 for the time will come when they will will not endure sound I'm doctrine but right. after their own lust, they shall heap to themselves teachers having itching ears, and they yes. shall turn away their ears from the truth, and they sh- and shall be turned into fables. Wow. Yeah. yeah. So that's that's what's going on. That's why the churches, you know, churches, these big mega churches will never go back to normal. Mm-mm. It will never be normal like the way they used to have these huge congregation. It's not going life. The Lord yeah. told me. He said life will never be normal the way it was before wow. because there is a preparation stage yeah. for mm-hmm. the mark of the beast. Amen. God will not allow the church to go through the seven years tribulation because the seven years tribulation is going to be the time of distress. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. going to be the tribulation that the Bible talks about. It has never been. Yes. Yeah. So. People are not waking up even with this plague. Right. They are still overlooking the power and the wrath and the judgment of God. Yeah. And they are saying that, okay, everything is going to go back to normal. Right. This morning, right. there's a revelation that the Lord revealed to me about a rapture that took place. I shared and then I had to go take the post down because, you know, I, I didn't really pray about it before posting it. So in yeah. this revelation, it was like it happened so suddenly. China went and invaded uh, um, uh, United States. So China went and sent their nuclear weapons and all of those things, and they surrounded America and were getting ready for a war, like a fight. And mm-hmm. I saw like fireballs 
that was getting ready to come down to America. I saw it was very clear. And when I saw that, then I remember the scripture uh, in Matthew 24 and also in the book of Daniel when uh, uh, Jesus said, when you see that Jerusalem is surrounded. So immediately when that scripture came to my mind, I said, oh my God, it's time. It's time. Yeah. The church is about to be raptured. And oh, the word did not even come from out of my mouth. Immediately the rapture took place. So I was with this family. The family left behind and the rapture took place three times. And the same family left behind three times. So wow. when I was raptured, I, you know, talked to the Lord and said, let me go back and tell this family why they were not rapture because I said there are many people who are not hearing about the, the message of rapture. People are just hearing this and that, and many people are confused. So when I came back and started to explain to the family, they said, oh, that's why people are just vanishing and just being taken away. I said, yeah, because Jesus Christ is coming back and all you need to do right now is give your life to him. That's all you can do. And I think that should be our, our main message the message should be about the cross, which is Jesus Christ. Yeah. Tell them about the love of God. Tell them that God does see you. It is not the word of God that any man should perish. Exactly. But yes. he wants for everyone right. to come to eternal life. Right. The Bible says in the book of John chapter 10, Jesus said, my sheep hears my voice. They exactly. know me and they follow me. And so when you read all the way down, he says, I will give the eternal life. That was the first point. Second, they will not perish. And third, he said, no man will pluck them out. So if we begin to, if we see how Jesus still loves humanity and even in yes. this coronavirus, there are many people that have been waking and God is doing his own thing at his own time. Yeah. So we just, you know, have to continuously preach the message of the of uh, about the cross. That's you right. Know, tell them about how Jesus died for you. He died for me. Yeah. If God can use me, hey, my brother, my sister, He can use you the same yeah. way. You are not more important than me. I'm not greater than you. I'm not lesser than you. We That's are right. all the same in the yeah. eyes of God. If and we can just join forces together and do right. that, I believe. God will get the glory at the end of the day, but people want power. They, yeah. they want yeah. to be recognized. They right. want to know how many followers they have. They want to know how many yes. congregations. It's not about the size of the congregation you are having. It's yeah. about how many people you are actually bringing to the kingdom of God. Right. Yes. Amen. How many yeah. people in that so, congregation are actually Christians? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, that's why I told somebody, I said, hey, I'm enjoying this though. I don't even want to go back to work. I don't even feel comfortable going back to it. This is what heaven is going to be like. Hey, let me start preparing myself for, you know, for yeah. eternity. Because in heaven, there will be no stress. There will be no work. So this, yeah. you know, that currency is making me feel that this is what heaven is going to be about. I don't right. have to go outside necessarily look for something. I'm not looking for a certain time. Can want to talk about a coronavirus? I went and started shopping, getting food and all of those things. 
And then the voice of God ministered to me, why are you preparing your home for all of this thing? And you need to prepare yourself. Spend time in my presence. Don't yes. go out unless wow. I tell you to go. Stay yeah. in my presence. That's what, that's, that's what this quarantine. Even before I go to work, he, God, has to tell me, I want you to go to work. If you go to work, because I work in a hospital. And then he will tell me, I'm going to cover you up. And since yeah. the Lord has not released my spirit to go to work, by his grace, I still have my job. So it makes me to feel that the only source of my living comes from God. Yes. Right. Right. So, so yeah, people really need to just grab that and, and just look at this quarantine, this lockdown as something that God is drawing people to Himself. And you see the the the, the message is going out to the entire world every time there's so many so many people preaching on social media and I, I don't know if the the enemy knew what he was doing when he gave us social media because it is really the message is getting out there and, and if if one of those signs is the message getting around the world then guess what that's the sign <laughs> this is one of them the message is getting to those all around the world yeah. Amen. Amen. Well, um, man, we already been talking for an hour and three minutes. <laughs> this has oh. been a great conversation, a really great conversation. Um, what would you like to leave us with, uh, Grace? Well, after we said all of these things, the only thing I can say is that or what the Lord will allow me to say is that um, we should all focus on Him and forsake everything that is perishable. Anything that would draw you away from God is not worth paying attention to. Yeah. So we as servants yeah. of God, people that are preaching the message, you know, don't preach the message because you want to be praised. Yeah. Then by that, you already have your reward. Yeah. The Bible right. says that when you do good, don't allow your right hand to to know you about know it. Your left hand. Yeah. yeah. So in preaching the gospel, we should not fear what people will actually say. Now, oh, mm -hmm. she's preaching on repentance. Oh, she's preaching on this. She's preaching about makeup. Do yeah. what the Lord wants you to do. Amen. And never right. sugarcoat the gospel for money. Yeah. Never sugarcoat the gospel right. for a reward. Amen. Never dilute, subtract, or add to the word of God. It is written in the book of Revelation. Yes. So Man. what we need to do as the Lord is allowing us to warn the nations, warn the people, we should send the love of God with the message. Yeah. That's yeah. good. It's very important we send the love of God. Preach love. Tell yes. them why Christ loves you and he doesn't want right. you to go to hell. Why That's Christ right. doesn't want you to, to come in contact with the plague. You see, one yeah. thing the Lord told me about the plague at a certain time, you know, I sort of, you know, kind of worrying and fearing that, oh my God, this black, this black, you know. And then I went to bed and it, like the Lord sat right next to my bed and he began to speak to me from the book of Romans. He said, what shall separate me from you? So oh. when the Lord began to minister, he said, I want you to use a time to just come in my presence. Let me talk to you. And that's the time I'm releasing right now on the line. So when, uh, Minister Omega told me about it. I was like, ah, oh, that's my quiet time. That's my personal time. I said, but yeah. there is nothing that happened that God doesn't know. Perhaps 
he wanted one person to hear this message about the cross yeah. again, about love, about repentance, yeah. you know, something that would just you know, encourage them, you know, that would draw them closer and say, hey, all hope is not lost. I'm still right. here. Yes. I'm the one yes. that brought this flag. I'm going to protect you in the midst of all the adversities. I'm going to cover you with my shield. And yeah. then Psalms 91 says, He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty, the Almighty God. Yes. And then he also said that no plague or evil shall come near your dwelling. And he also right. said, I will satisfy you yes. with long life. So if you are yeah. on this line today listening, you know, it is God that is speaking to you. It is not me. So whatever that you are going through, or maybe your family members have come in contact with a COVID-19, or maybe you have lost your job. Maybe you yeah. are worried and feeling fearful about this great plague. Hey, I'm telling you today, God loves you. And the reason of yes. you being on the line today is for him to boost your energy up so you can get back in his presence. God bless you. Amen. 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 Pastor Minga. <laughs> Look, that, that was it. Amen. Amen. Um, I do see the LED X for the prayer. Did you see that? Yes, I did see that. Um, I'm in 100% of agreement. Um, and you know she's speaking my language, so that we all speak in the same. So. Amen. Amen. I love that. I love that we can we can speak the same language, right? Yep. And yep. we're all preaching the preaching the gospel. And we want people to be saved. We want people to accept Jesus Christ. As their Lord and Savior. And we want to see our family in heaven. Amen. Right? We want to see all our friends in heaven. Yes. Right? We want to see them. So uh, if that means making them mad while we're here, then we're, then that's fine. I'd rather worry about their eternal soul Amen. than worry about them being angry with me uh, <laughs> for a little while. Right? Amen. So, so, um. If you don't mind, would you pray for prayers out of Minga and pray for LED's ministry? Amen. Father God, as we just come before you today, first of all, we just give you honor. We give you praise. We give you glory. We lift you up, Father, for you, God, alone are worthy to be praised. You alone are worthy to be glorified. Yes, Lord. Or our Savior, our Keeper, the lover of our souls. You are our Daddy, our Abba Father. You are the great and holy one, Father God. You are the great I Am, Father God. And we thank you, Lord. We thank you for this day, Father God. We thank you, and we don't take anything for granted. We thank you for this time together, Father God, to be able to share the gospel, Father God, to hear, Father God, the, your heart for your people, Father God. We thank you, Father God, for blessing us with with uh, grace to come on the line, Father God. We thank you, Father God, for her obedience, Father God, and sacrificing her quiet time to, to yes. share, Father God, your truth, Father God, to your people, Father God. We pray just nothing but blessings over her, Father God, and her family, Father God, and all the things that you have for her to do, Father God, that she will continue to be bold, continue to be strong, continue yes. to be obedient, continue to be faithful, Father God, and she continue, Father God, to have an ear to hear you, Father God. Father God, we thank you for LED, Father God. We pray right now his ministry father god we pray father god that you will continuously uh speak revelation to him father god yes. truth, father god will always stand on truth father god we pray that his online father god ministry father god that the the, the word of god would just spread 
even more, Father God, just beyond what he could ever think or even imagine, Father God, that he would just keep his eyes and his heart focused on you, Father God, yes. not to the left or to the right. Father God, never allowing fear to ever even become a factor, Father God, but standing on your word, Father God. For you said that you are with him always, Father God. You said you would never leave him nor forsake him, Father God. You did not bring him this far, Father God, to leave him, Father God. Amen. Focus, Father God. I pray for, his, for the help that he needs, Father God, in his ministry, Father God. I pray for the intercessors, his prayer warriors, Father God. All of us need our yes. prayer warriors and intercessors, Father God, and the prophets and, the, and everybody to wake up, Father God, and that we are all just really just truly doing what you have called each of us to do, Father God. On yes. one Lord, Father God. Father God, I pray, Father God. For my pastor and husband, Father God, I pray that you would bless him, continue to give him wisdom and insight, Father God, continue to download, Father God, just the love that you have for your people, Father God, fresh revelation, Father God, Father God, just touch his mind, his body, his spirit, Father God, touch each one of us in our secret place, Father God, those things that no one knows about but you, Father God, those secret prayers that we've been asking for, Father yes, God. God. A confirmation and revelation, Father God, and we only want your will for our lives, not our own, Father God, and remove anything that's not like you that's in us, Father God. Reveal it and remove it, Father yes. God, so that we can walk, Father God, in truth and in, in your truth in every aspect of our life. Father God, I love you. I bless you. And I can pray on forever and ever and ever because I adore you so much, Lord. And I give you nothing but praise and honor. I thank you for Ivana and I pray nothing but blessings over her and her family and marriage, you know, her endeavors, Father God, and everyone else that's on this line. Father God, I thank you and I bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right, guys. Uh, please, please, please uh, follow us. We'll be back here next Tuesday. I'm excited about what God is doing um, with our podcast so god bless and i will see you soon okay, okay. thank you no problem <laughs>